0: Praise the Lord, church, isn't it great to be here on this Wednesday night. Praise God. We're planning on marching around that throne. Thank God, amen, for what's laid up in store for his disciples and followers and those, amen, that didn't just respond to the call. Amen, in the chosen part, but they had had made up in their minds to be faithful, to finish the journey. It's going to be for those that endured unto the end. It's going to be those that didn't allow the devil to deceive them. Even the Scripture warns us in the end time that the very elect shortens a time that the very elect wouldn't be deceived. It's going to mean something to a man to hear the Savior say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Hallelujah, hallelujah, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that happen in this world and in this earth, a man that you know, it's got its benefits and blessings, but I'm telling you, not anything is going to uh, top, amen, amen, being a part of that bride and a part of that group, amen, it's going to join in that new song, amen, it's never been sung, the redeemed is going to sing it, The atoned ones are going to sing it. We're going to join in with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. We're going to join in with Moses and Elijah and Elisha. We're going to join in to the greatest characters of Paul and Peter and different ones. But most importantly, amen, we're going to join in with Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Amen. By the thousand and by the million that's going to be up there or down here or wherever we're going to be. Amen. Singing that new song. Giving thanks and praise praise and glory and to none other but Jesus Christ. It won't be, amen, and we won't grow weary in doing it. Amen, but with that glorified body, hallelujah, we're gonna sing it like we never sung. We're gonna pray and worship and magnify, amen, in a in a realm and a place that we've always just really desired. I know the scriptures taught us we've said in heavenly places, but it's not gonna be anything like what's laid up and stored up of for us. I believe it's gonna be worth the fight, how about you? I believe, amen, it's worth not pretending I think it's worth being real. Hallelujah. I think it's worth dying for. I think it's worth, amen, laying every weight aside for. I'm not mumming or complaining, man. I find peace and joy, unspeakable, amen, walking this godly pathway, walking in this journey that we're on. I'm not depressed and checking death, amen, about the saving powers of Jesus Christ or his power to liberate and deliver. On a way say, not just like this, you can get the Holy Ghost. On a way it's not just like this, your body can be healed completely or oh, the ways that an God is going to show up and there's no limitations. Hallelujah. There's no never been touched. <laughs> you never know what a real presence is until you've been in the presence of God. It could change you in a moment's time change it forever but you know who, what kind of people it's going to enjoy that it's going to be those that fell in love with doctrine <laughs> it's gonna be fell in love with being instructed didn't find it hard for somebody to tell them what they ought to do amen but had an ear not an itchy ear to just hear what i want to hear and i'll just do it my way no god I want to do it your way. Give me a revelation of what's written in that word. And Lord, if you'll help me, write it on the tables of my heart. That out of my heart, amen, will come out of the abundance of my heart. Amen. The doctrine that's upright and wholesome. That we'd be the spiritual epistles that you're calling on us to be in the world that we're living. And the time that we're living. A doctrine, amen, that's astounding people. Amen. It sets them back and makes them realize. Hey, I thank God for the doctrine and the instructions and the teachings of our Lord tonight. Well, as you could tell, we're going to continue on. If you'd like to have a scripture, let's turn to Second Timothy 3 and 15. At that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. Thank God for the holy scriptures. I thank God we got more than just the Holy Scriptures. And what I mean by that, we got the New Testament and the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. Which are able to make thee wiser to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scriptures given by an inspiration of God. I'm glad to know where the Scriptures come from. I don't question that. I don't doubt that. I believe what the Apostle Peter said, that holy men of God was moved upon, inspired, breathed. Amen. The Bible's not a man's ideal; It's a God's idea. It's not man's book, amen, to man, either. It's God's book unto man. And the book, it's all about commandments and doctrines and instructions. Amen. Not only how to be saved but to how to keep in that raptured condition. It is profitable for what doctrine? For reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. Man, it's nothing like the righteousness of God. Praise God. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We're so thankful for another opportunity that you have allotted and given unto us to come and be in the house of the Lord and to preach your word and God, we ask you to anoint our minds and to loose our tongues here tonight. Help us. Help us do a good job because you've got some great folks that's here tonight. And we want to see their hearts blessed and souls ministered unto. Want them to leave here God well fed and uplifted and get courage by the word of God. Amen. We're thankful for all that's here. and We want you to bless each one the way you see fit, God, in such a beautiful and powerful way. All the glory and praise and honor is lifted to you and to you alone. In Jesus' name. God bless you and you may be seated. Let me say welcome. It's good to see. Amen. Sure, it's good to see you back again with us Wednesday night. Appreciate you coming. Always good to have our good friend, Mr. David. God bless him. He has been through the through the ringer the last few months, in and out of the hospital, heart problems, different things going on. But you know what? He's still kicking and going. Thank God for it. Bless him. Bless him, bless him. I'm telling you. He's tough, I can tell you that. Hallelujah. That's right. That's it. We know what healing name to call on, don't we? Amen. You know how we learned that? It's called doctrines, ain't it? That's the reason we're not confused tonight that we worried about any Hindu doctors or gods. We're not worried about, amen, what other ideas and opinions and what kind of names they come up And I care how much glory they give to them if they want to. And I ought them, they think they showed up. But I'm going to tell you time something. When time comes for them to show up, they won't show up. No more than they did for Baal, they won't show up for them either. Amen. And I'm thankful I'm, I'm worshiping one tonight in spirit and truth. And he's going to show up. Amen. And when He shows up, He knows how to show out. And He's not depending on me. He's just depending on, I'm just depending on Him. That His power and glory and anointing would move among us and help us along this journey. Praise God. So, as we continue, and I'm not going to get as far as I'd like to of tonight. I know we got 51 verses that has this word doctrine in it. And I'm still... I'm going to get in the New Testament, but not by far tonight. But then hopefully next Wednesday night we'll try to propel this thing and get a little further and and get on into some other areas that we've done mentioned. And uh, thank God, amen, that we have a revelation and understand the doctrine of prayer and faith. Amen. Without these two, I promise you, you won't get very much of anything from God. We're not double-minded about it. Whatever we ask in His name, we believe He can do it. When we ask Him, believe and amen, we we just know, amen, He's got tomorrow already filled up. Amen, He's got it already taken care of. So we're just going to trust Him and rely upon Him here tonight. I want to go back to Proverbs 4, 1 and 2 for just a moment tonight. And I know it's been a couple of weeks and... And uh, I really don't remember just what all I said last two weeks ago. And I didn't take the time to pull it back up and listen to it. Because I figured, you know what, if it was good to say one time, it would probably be better to say it the second time. And (laughs) So if I'm saying it twice, amen, just pray for those that didn't hear it for the first time. Because it's going to be first time for some, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. No, I don't have much of this. I'll backtrack. But again, um, I really want us to understand I believe one thing that's happened to us, and I'm talking in general here. This is not nothing, as far as on any kind of personal basis, or none of that at all. But as a, as a, as a all, you might say, as a a general, of of the all, everybody involved. uh, I think that the world, the times that we're living, uh, somehow through religion, and no doubt, through men and individuals, and maybe the lackness of uh, understanding how serious how serious church really is, I mean, when we was getting ready this afternoon, and some of us probably having to do it at a hundred miles an hour, but yet the, the the seriousness of understanding of what church is all about and having a place to come and a building to join together and what presence we're going to come into and what's going to be available unto us not just through the preaching of the word of God but through song and the presence and the power of God and doctrine and itself amen to, to make sure that I've got an ear to hear what the spirit has to say unto the church and what the spirit has to say to me as an individual uh, brother Philip made mention of this the other night when he was talking about certain things And he's talking about at the end of the journey, and he didn't want to become. And Paul used this term, a castaway. A man, a castaway simply means to become disqualified. How how embarrassing! And it's going to be for some. Uh, Paul, Jesus has told us that uh, there's going to be those that uh, that's going to confess that they cast out devils in His name. They raised dead in his name. They healed the sick in his name. And they've done all these wonderful things. But he's going to inform them that I never knew you. You were workers of iniquity. And I'm still pondering, and, and I haven't been able to take another research in some more depthness of this. But we see there's two mysteries that's always working that's this mystery of iniquity and the mystery of the godliness. Amen. And everybody's being shaped and formed. And fashioned by one or the other. And so even tonight in our worshiping, hallelujah, and coming here tonight, we didn't come to be pretenders. We didn't come to put on a show. We didn't come, to, amen, to, to just maybe soothe our own conscience or, or just be in some kind of routine. No, this thing is real. This thing, when you really begin to look at it, examine it, the soul, and I've read several scriptures in the last week or two, and that term has came up, uh, the soul of a man. The soul and, and we understand the soul, that part that's uh, never going to die and that part that's going to live out in eternity in one place or the other according to doctrines, according to the Word of God. We don't believe in a purgatory. We don't believe, a man in a midway place. We, we You reach a place in a generation now that, that for what I've understood, even the priest, hallelujah, is telling some of them that there's not even a hell, hallelujah, and things of this, name, But that's not doctrines out of the Word of God. God. I'm telling you, there's a lake of fire. I'm telling you, as sure as I'm standing here, there's a lake of fire, and there's going to be an eternity, and there's going to be a white throne of judgment. And as sure as I stand here, there's a doctrine out of this book that says that every man and woman, every individual, is going to have to give an account for the deeds that's done in these bodies. Nobody else is going to give an You're going to give, it. I'm going to give an account. Hallelujah. That's in the Word of God. So when you begin to really calculate that, and always remind yourself, you come to the realization, understanding how important the house of God is how important to have a man a spiritual walk with God and have a revelation and understanding of the doctrines of the word of God I don't want to take just a man's words man but I want it to be out of this book I realize it and here's the real key to a lot of this There are some doctrines that are hell and heaven issues. I believe there's some some doctrines. And we know that we have to be careful with this. Uh, Preference. (laughs) Our personal opinions. How we interpret it. Now Peter said nobody had a private interpretation of the word of God. All right, now watch this. That's the reason is so important to have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, the Bible says, will lead and guide you into all truth. So if I have to be led and guided into all truth, a partial truth will not save me. <laughs> And so now flags need to start coming up. And lights need to start coming on. And a hunger and a passion in us that says, God, I want to know you according to the scriptures. It was Jesus Christ himself told the Jews, except they believe on him as the scriptures have taught. That regardless of their chiefs, regardless of their so-called spiritual leaders... Amen. You've got to believe on me as the scriptures have said. And so as we begin to watch this unfold and we watch the term, and I'm telling you, the 51 times is just the term doctrine. There's four or five more uh, scriptures that deals with doctrines. And uh, so this is just, but, but now we begin to, when we begin to dwell on that, when we begin to search it out, Amen. We begin to realize how important what the doctrines, what we've been taught, amen, and the outcome of that. A lot of times, we do things in life. Uh, directions are taken, and this is in the medical field. It can be in your your workplaces. Uh, it can be in all different type of fields. That uh, you know, because of a lack, we say you know. Sometimes we call people ignorant. And 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 really that's not a bad term in a way, ignorant in a sense, it's just unbeknowing. I didn't know. We do some things because we just simply didn't know any better than the way we done it. It worked, it got the job done, but when an engineer came along, or somebody with greater experience or insight, or or that was their trade they would give you insight that you ought to have done this and you should have done that. And and then they start calculating as far as like electricity. It's one thing I've learned from Brother Randy Burnham and talking to him and working around him with electricity. He focuses on amps and volts. Amen. Because he don't want to hook up something that's going to flicker. He don't want to hook up something when he turns something else, all everything else dims. And the only way to prevent that, amen, is make sure you got the right wiring and the right size. Of wire, and then make sure you got the right size breakers, Amen, and all that lines up. But all of them steps is not done right. Every time you flip that switch, Amen, the lights are gonna dim. Every time, Amen, this happens or that happens, they begin to do three different things. Hallelujah. So that's the same way of walking with Jesus Christ. I know a lot of people has taken the grace of God and used it for a license to sin and have their own working out their own salvation. And I know the Bible's taught us to do that, but. But then how did it tell us to do that? He said, work out your own, for your own salvation. We with fear and trembling. Hello, you're searching the scripture, searching the doctrine. And having a fear that I'm uh, my eternity, my inheritance, uh, my soul, amen, is depending upon. The doctrine that I've accepted or rejected. And rejecting doctrine sometimes is more important than those you accept. Quite, but it's right. Amen. You can't, you can't accept what everybody, and, 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 and they're working toward that. When everybody joined together... Won't everybody to have enough tolerance in there that it really doesn't matter. But you know what I find funny about that? When some of those same guys get off to their cells and just you and them, they talk about them guys they just put in heaven. They run them down and say, they're lacking here, lacking, lacking there. But they turn around and put them in heaven. Hey, something's just not right. That's confusion. And God's not in the business of confusion. Not with the doctrines. Especially... When it comes to the doctrines that's going to qualify or disqualify us, I want to qualify at the end of this journey. Amen, i and I want to own it with everything in me. Amen to, for this church to be doctrinated, that in the generations to come that she'll hold on to it, regardless of what comes and goes because it's coming, and it's gonna go. But it's up to those, amen, that's become doctrinated. Hallelujah. In their hearts, in their minds, and in their spirit. I'm persuaded this is the gospel. I'm persuaded this is a doctrine. that's pleasing to God. I'm persuaded this is how he wants to go about doing it. And so when you go back to Proverbs 4, 1 and 2 and I realize it's a Solomon if you read that whole chapter, it deals with wisdom. It deals with him talking as though that there is a father and mother. He even makes a statement about the mother is her only child but we know that's not that Solomon was not her only child but I believe when you start breaking this down and looking at it in the spiritual realm, there is a heavenly father and there is a church, which is the mother, and both of these are very important in our lives to make this spiritual journey. Hey man, just got to get started right to start with. That's the reason we 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 we're, we're stickler, a man about the foundation, a man of God. You got to be that if you're going to be much of a contractor, if you're going to be much of a builder, and if your structures are going to hold up, you better put a lot of focus on the foundation. You better learn out to dig some footage. You better learn how to square it up. Because I'm telling you anything that the footing's not right, the foundation's not right, and it's out of square. It's going to show up. It's going to always show up. Hallelujah. It's going to show up every time you lay the tile. It's going to show up every time you put the ceiling in. It's going to show up every time you try to measure something out. It's going to be out of character a little bit. Oh, if there's anything we need to square up with, it's a word of God. Amen. It's a word of God. We've got to line up, precept upon precept. line upon line here a little and there a little from one part of the world I've to the other part but it all combining and working together to bring us unto that place and into that realm and into a journey hey, amen we're on a journey ladies and gentlemen just like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob we're still on a journey we're looking for a city we're looking for an opportunity and a place to be raptured and taken out of this life and so as you look at Proverbs 4 1 and 2 here he children, amen, he's really telling them to listen, pay attention. You've got to have an ear. Jesus talked about some that's going to hear, but they don't hear. There's a difference in hearing the words but not understanding them. Amen. Has there ever been a time that somebody said, they told you to do something, and then they tell you to repeat it, and you got to fumble around? And, yeah. Well, you got to have to repeat it. I didn't really hear you. Amen. Since you put it that way, I can't repeat what you said. Hallelujah. I got bits and pieces of it, and I tried to put it together, but. I had a guy call me to our store the other day and his his phone was in and out and I done my best to put together what he said and I told him what he said that ain't what I want, man I was way off and I said well sir your phone's in and out so I just done my best to piece it together (laughs) amen but you know what God said we could hear his voice God said we, we would know his voice oh I'm glad we can know the voice of God with clarity and with revelation and with understanding hallelujah that he knows us by name he knows exactly where I'm at tonight. He's gonna to know where I'm at tomorrow. He knows what footsteps I'm gonna take a week from now. He knows what footsteps you're gonna take from month them now. He already knows. Him. He's got all of your presence fulfilled, all your past, present, and future fulfilled. He's got he is the author and finisher. And I believe God's big enough. He's big enough to start anything in our lives. He's big enough, amen. Complete it. But here's the key. I gotta to listen to the coach. I gotta to listen to the instructor. I gotta amen, or tune my ears into those mid-course adjustments. Or I'm not going to finish the journey. I never want to reach a place in my heart, mind, or spirit. That I cannot be instructed. That I cannot be taught. I don't care how long I live for God. If I live to be a hundred. Amen. I still want to be able to set at the feet. I want to be able to let whoever walks this pulpit. and comes into my life, I'd have an ear to hear, especially when it's sent from God, and it's the Word of God. So we got to have an ear to hear what? The instructions of a father. In fact, if you go to 1 Chronicles 28, it was David, and he had, in this particular chapter, had called, he had called all of Israel together. He called all the, the, the leaders, the captains, so those was over thousands and hundreds and fifties. He called everybody that was somebody. And, and he had brought them in, and he was fixing a transfer. He goes on in that chapter, the 28th chapter of 1 Chronicles. And he talks about who, who done the actual calling, who was the one whose will they were submitting themselves unto and, and following through. And he, he informs them that it was God. It was God that had called him. It was God that had chosen him, and he found an, an, an insight in him or a favor in him and chose him, a man, to become that king, and become that the, 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 the shepherd and the king of for, for, uh, for Judah here. And out of Judah, Judah was the one that was chosen and he goes on about that and he said as much as God was the one that chose me, he said I had many sons God blessed me with many sons but he said Solomon, God chose Solomon, he's telling them I didn't choose him God did that makes all the difference in the world, there was many others amen, and even by the scriptures others that should have fell in line but God had chosen Solomon And so Solomon is the one that he set in order and puts into this position and place a man to, to build the temple. He informs them that God informed me. He said, I had a desire in my heart to build that temple. I wanted to build it. I, I, was, I wanted to do it. And you know how the God sent the man of God. And he wasn't able. had blood on his hand. Wore him. But he said he was going to allow his son. And David began to work in places. You know what he began to do? Amen. He began to make the patterns. That's what he tells Solomon. He gets the plans, in other words. And gets the pattern. Amen. How to build that temple. He began to lay up and store up. And I forgot. But it's in the tons of silver and gold that's used in that temple. It's up in the billions of dollars. Amen. That was spent and put into that temple. And you got people that want to grumble and gripe about making an investment in the house of God. You got people, amen, that want to run people down when they give their time and money, amen, to the house of God. But yet they don't have no problem running with their dope buddies. They don't have no problem running to their their athletic worlds. They don't plan, amen, keeping their little darlings out four or five nights a week. Worshiping and bowing down to their idols and to their gods with a false dream, most of them. But they're not going to ever make it big what everybody in this house everybody in this house can make it big everybody in this house can make it have eternity everybody in this house is going to the same city you and i've got an ear to hear the doctrine and plant it into our hearts and minds and spirit to walk by it And, and so as you look at the eighth verse of this particular chapter it says Now, therefore, in the sight of all of Israel, the congregation of Israel, in the audience of our God. Man, would you really start putting things in in perspective on a regular basis? Would you really put it that when we came here, and I know it's Wednesday night, and and I appreciate every family and every individual that takes out the time to come on a Wednesday night. Uh, I don't hear mummering and complaining. Man, I know you're out of school and spring break, and there's some gone, and, but 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 you're in school, and oh, it'd be so easy a lot of times with the pressure of school and things of that nature. Saying, "No, I'm not going to make it. I'm too wrapped up. I'm too busy. I'm too tired." You know, one thing after another. But you don't do that. You come, amen. And you know what? I'd rather drag myself in here, amen, and sit at the house and be double miserable regretting that i never come. And there's times you can't, and God knows that, and you know I'm not talking about that. But when you can, and sometimes you have to put forth the effort and put forth the energy. You have to discipline. You have to submit yourself. you got to hear, amen, the, the, the instructor. Hallelujah. Amen, I'm going. I may be dragging one foot. Hallelujah, and I may be crawling in. But you know what? If I go there, if anybody can touch me, he can if anybody can turn this situation around, he can. If anybody can lift in this burden, he can. In fact, I'm going with those folks I know that loves me and that's working for me. Let's remember Brother Donald Ford. That reminds me. They put him in the hospital last night and had another episode yesterday throwing up and doing some tests. He's doing good. I mean, called him right before service and and uh, they done some tests and hadn't gotten any results back yet. Uh, but uh, So let's pray for him. Keep him in our prayers that God would just touch him and minister to him. Read not know what's going on but, uh uh, but we're going to, you know what, that's that's connection. You know what's wrong with our world today? They're depending on government assistance. They're depending on other uh, manners and ways of assistance instead um, sort of coming and getting the Word of God um, and receiving the doctrine of the Word of God into your spirit. Um, I tell you, there's something about the benefits and the promises of the Word of God um, that regardless of how severe the storm is, um, it doesn't matter if you've been in it for 14 days and nights or months or years. Um, you got that promise of the Word of God that's anchored in your spirit he'll never leave you nor forsaken i know the devil want to get up beside you say where is at. oh you, you can tell him he's here he's here devil you know he's here devil you know he's here you know that book you know he's here he promised me he'd never leave not forsake me i ain't got always feeling If I had to have my wife always holding my hand and touching me to let me know that she loves me, boy, we'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? Amen. There wouldn't be a lot of trust and confidence built over the last 43 years. But I'm here to tell you, amen. We know that we love one another even when we're fighting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And sometimes it's that love reason we're doing the fighting. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so you know what? Just because you don't feel God don't mean he's not there and working on your mind. He's a God that never sleeps or slumbers. That's a doctrine in the word of God, honey. Hallelujah. He's more to us than he's ever been to anybody if you've been born again and washed in that blood carrying the beautiful powers of the Holy Ghost there's nothing like and a better way to live I'm telling you this is the best life to live you can get drunk tonight just depending on how thirsty you are I'll tell you why people don't get as drunk as they used to be because we don't come as thirsty as we used to be <laughs> that's right Man, a drinking man, he don't care. He'll party by himself or with the crowd. He'll make the sacrifices, amen, to buy it himself or he'll drink up his buddies. Don't make him any difference. A thirsty man, brother Byron, come. Hey amen, I may not have got the move happening, but I'm thirsty, so when you get it moving, I'm going to help drink yours. Huh? All right. Uh, All right. All right. You waiting on it until your smoke comes out of your chimney every time. Maybe that's the reason some of you don't move as often as you should. Always the smoke. No, the smoke ain't got to come out of my chimney, honey. Smoke comes out of somebody else's chimney. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink with them. I'm going to rejoice with them. I'm going to magnify God with them. Hallelujah. I'm going to give thanks to Jesus with them. The Bible says rejoice with them. To rejoice and that gives me the license to rejoice. It don't matter if I feel it or not, honey. If you're always waiting on feelings, that's your problem. Sometimes you got by the doctor to do things by faith. I'm going to do it that I can feel it. <laughs> man, I'm going to let God know I want to break out over here. Hey, amen. I'm not I didn't mean to get on them rabbits. So as we, next verse it says, for I give you good doctrine. I give you good doctrine. Huh. Man, folks, has bit ever, ever been a time good doctrine, sound, healthy, godly? Man, the power of God that still delivers, that still liberates, that gets a hold of our minds and our hearts and our spirits in such a manner, in such a way. So the power of doctrine, and I've got to hurry, i, I got to, so as we watch some of this and I know I talked about John the Baptist the last time, but I want to go back there because I don't think I really got across, Amen. Because uh, I'm telling you, we're living in a world today. Uh, people don't want doctrine. The reason there's so many religions, and notice how I said that. It's because somebody wasn't happy. But the original, you still got to go back to the book. And so, with John the Baptist, now remember, 400 years they hadn't been a prophet, 400 years they hadn't heard from the voice of God. Zechariah went into that temple and they was waiting on him, they was looking. They were still longing. They were still practicing the methods of to hear the voice of God even after 400 years. And God gave them a promise. a man That there would be a, a son. Told him who, what to name him. It'd go to be six months ahead of Jesus Christ himself. But the power of his voice. The power of his doctrine. When you really look at the scriptures, it will astound you the impact it had upon Judah in that region and that place. And and I'm going to go there, but let me say it right here. That's the reason it's so important for you and I to get this doctrine into our hearts, our minds, and our spirit, and to the best of our ability. Be able to take this book and show others. Why do you believe what you believe? Why do you live the way you live? Why do you separate yourself from certain places and events? Why are you so dogmatic about this name Jesus? And so you and I, if we're going to be the exp- spiritual epistles and the church that God wants us to be in this community and as far out as God wants us to reach, and i tell you how far that is, it's wherever you go, <laughs> wherever you walk, whatever encounters you come with into, in, into, individuals, and s- situations, and circumstances. If you're led by the Spirit of God and by the voice of God, if you get up every morning with the passion and the desire, I want to be a soul winner. I'm not in this just to save myself. In fact, if I am, the chances are real good I'm not going to be saved. And neither am I going to save anybody else. And so, John, when he came on the scene, and and Jesus makes these statements about him. In Matthew 11, and as they departed, Matthew 11 is 7, and as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, what went he out into the wilderness to see? What attracts you? What draw Joe out there? What caused you to flock this man? <laughs> was it sea a reed that was shaken with the wind? Ask us a question again. But what went he out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are the king's houses. But what when he out for to see, he answers it the next time, a prophet. Because it'd been four hundred years since you've heard one, and y'all was ready to hear a prophet. And the three groups that makes their way to John. Now you watch the power of the doctrine that he preached and the impact it had upon Judea and the regions around about what I'm trying to tell you it ought to shock them when we take the word of God and they watch our lives come on John you don't care about John Past the day of eight days old that brought to the synagogue and through the circumcision and naming him. And he's carried out to a desert and, and an isolated place until, until, until the time comes. And then watch this. If my memory serves me right, most of them says that John the Baptist's ministry lasted for three months. But he had a doctrine, baby. He had something to give some instructions. As a forerunner of Jesus Christ. And a preparation for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He had a doctrine of repentance. That they had forgot about. That Israel and Judah. And the one God and so called one God believing people. Had forgot how to repent. Repent. Have forgot how to really give themselves. And so, as he goes on, and, and I won't, that goes all the way through the 19th verse actually, describing him and his attire and what he ate. And he wouldn't have fit in, you can believe that. He wouldn't have fit in of his time and hour. I'm gonna tell you something. This one God, apostolic church, is becoming of the less of a fit in. You can believe this or not. But the church and God-fearing believing people, as this thing comes to an end, there's going to be a continued separation and of identity of who we are. And here's why it's so important to have the doctrines anchored and settled Into our hearts and into our minds and into our spirit. Because in the end time, it's those that know their God. And you can't know him without the doctrine. You can't know him without the scriptures. You won't fear him, love him, or serve him. He said if we love him, we'll keep his commandments. So it all works and it ties together. And that's the reason I've come to the conclusion a lack of preaching doctrines even in the apostolic churches is what will cause the apostolic church to begin to go in error. And led away by the spirits of whoredom. I know that's a term we don't like but it's there. And it's spiritually speaking. But it's only God's doctrines that can turn us around. It's only God's, not mine, not my opinion, not what I, I try to make as a, a doctrine. But watch this. But neither do I have the right or the ability to take any doctrine out or fail to teach it. We're born in the Scriptures in Revelation and Proverbs and, in, and Moses' writings. That anybody that adds or takes from, we don't have no problem with the adding on for the most part. I don't see too many adding on to the word. <laughs> but I see a whole lot of trouble with the taking away and telling a generation that we don't have to do that any longer. I don't know who gave them the permission. I don't know who gave them the right because the word of God is the only thing that's forever settled in the heavens. And it's the only thing that you and I can build our lives upon in this earth if we're planning on getting out of here, honey. Anything else is like seeking sand. Anything else is gonna come up short. It's only the rock of the word of God. The wise man is gonna dig down and peel. A wise man keeps searching the scriptures to make sure he's right with God, not man. I'm not a debtor to the flesh is what Paul says. I'm a debtor to God. I owe my life to Him. I owe my every breath and every minute I've got. My life, my talents, my skills, my abilities. Whatever they might be. Small or great. But they belong to Him and to His service. And so... For us to be able to know that we're pleasing him, then we got to hold on to it. So what kind of impact did John the Baptist have? Go to Luke 3 and 7. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him. O generation of vipers who have warned you to flee from the wrath. John the Baptist come preaching about a wrath to come. Huh. It's still coming. Man, is it coming. Bring forth, therefore, fruits worthy of repentance. We've got to see some results. We've got to see some differences made. We're living in a world today, it doesn't matter how you come or leave. We just want you to come. And we want you to come. We want everybody to come. But I'm telling you something, even in the Old Testament... It made a difference on how you left. In fact, it warned us not to leave the same door we came in. We should never walk in the house of God. I don't care if it's a midweek service and a Wednesday night. And we're wore out as we can be they just something about being in the presence of God. they just something about hearing the doctrine of Jesus Christ. they just something about that sudden touch and that sudden visitation and the realization of where we're at and what's available and what's at our fingertips. Technology has put a lot on our fingertips. But I'm telling you, nobody's ever been able to put at your fingertips like God has, like Jesus Christ has, like the doctrines of Jesus Christ have. Nobody has ever breathed on you like Jesus can breathe on you. Nobody's ever touched you like Jesus can touch you. Nobody's ever saved you like right? Jesus can save you. Nobody's ever liberated, delivered you, and set you free. We're the most liberated people on the face of the earth. We're the happiest people. I'm not going to walk around a frown on my face. I'm not going to walk around mumbling and complaining about everything that's going on. I hit a stump there. <laughs> Mumbling. We'll talk about that in a minute. Goes on. He says we have Abraham. We have Abraham to our father. For I say it to you. That God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham now. Also watch this. The Acts. Brother Ford mentioned it. Well that helped me realize some." I was right, going back. <laughs> this is the scripture he quoted earlier. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, which bringeth not forth good fruit is shewed down and cast into the fire. <laughs> you know Jesus taught us he's the vine, with the branches. and he, He's taught us that even the branches that produce fruit, they're pruned. That they may produce more fruit. Brother Ford mentioned about the cutting away. Uh, I I, I read a little something the other day. And this guy, you've probably been to Tennessee and places. And they take these old big logs and uh, axe or saws. And they start making bears and different kinds of creatures. You know, things of that nature. And so somebody asked this guy one time, he says... How how do you how do you do that? He says, I just cut away everything that don't look like a bear. (laughs) That's easier said than done. (laughs) I'd cut away everything that looked like a bear, probably. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what doctrine does. That's all it's about. The doctrines of the Lord Jesus Christ is to cut away everything that's not it's not like him. That doesn't resemble him. That doesn't help us to walk in his footsteps. And become his disciples. <laughs> Praise God. He goes on with a couple more. But I'm going to bypass that. I, we'll never get through all this. If I don't just bypass some of this. I, I'm going to bypass that one too. L- let's, go to, let's go to Matthew. I said I'm going to get the New Testament. I'm going to do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Matthew 7 to 28. I'm going to get there. Let's go. I want to get there for this purpose and this reason. Huh. You know, a lot of doctrines that you and I believe is going to stay on the religious world. They're going to be shocked. Huh. I won't tell you their name, but somebody made mention to me just this week they went somewhere and this particular person got up and uh, they looked everything except what they ought to have looked. I just leave it like that. But they pulled the scriptures and read scriptures out of the Old Testament and New Testament about modesty and godliness. And I told that individual, you would have had, and I won't call their names, but so and so, they should have walked up front and around that place and let me, let me show you an image. A pattern, a likeness, and it had been a difference of daylight and dark. That's what doctrines is supposed to do. That's what teachings all about. That's what in, being instructed is all about. Amen. And so in Matthew 7 and 28, and it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. Matthew 13 and 54 says, And when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence have this man this wisdom and these mighty works? They had forgot about him being 12 years old, walking into their synagogue, answering and asking questions that astounded them. You know what they were saying? i never seen him in any of our classes. i never seen him sit at the feet of Gamal. i never seen him sit at the high priest's council. Where did he gain this learning from? These doctrines. Where did he learn this? But Jesus wouldn't stop with all that. Huh. Oh me. I'm going to try to cover as much as I can right quickly here. But when you go to Matthew 7, 28, uh, remember now, 5, 6, and 7, it's the Sermon on the Mount. It's one of the most well-put-together sermons, if you could put it that way. It's ever recorded, ever been delivered. And the topics and the subjects, the doctrines... That are taught in all three chapters. How that that chapter five was dealing man dealing with man and the morals of man. Chapter six deals with, with man and God. And then seven is kind of a mix of the two. And so when you looked at that twenty-eighth verse, that was summing up what had just happened. And just prior to that, he talks about the wise man that digs down and gets on the rock. (laughs) The foundation right. And uh, the right procedures and the right process. Why? Because if you don't, you're going to be in trouble. Here's the thing. Both the wise and foolish. I'm gonna tell you something. Don't be offended, what I'm fixing to say. But individuals that are not willing to search the scriptures and to know the doctrines is playing the game of being a foolish. Your soul and eternity is what? I didn't finish that in that 28th chapter of Solomon. But if you go back there to that eighth verse, He talks about the inheritance and talks about the inheritance that's given down to your children. You know why this is, as you get older, you realize how important it really is. That's the reason I would love to see these at six and seven and eight years old to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I hope nobody's offended for the next statement I'm fixing to say. That's the reason I don't want children's church just to be about the milk and cookies. And that's what, what they come and, you know, that's the highlight. It will be because they're children. But if we're not careful, we never get away from that. And if we don't have the right events and the right maneuvers... If we're not careful, we'll start trying to um, operate in a realm and a place. But nothing can has the power and the authority that the doctrines of Jesus Christ has. What do you mean by that? Because following this and the other scripture I gave you, Jesus would go into the synagogues And he would pre- preach and teach And give these uh, And then then He would take such as With withered hands And straighten them out And the conflict over the Sabbath day He would question them Would well, you have no problem on the Sabbath day To feed your animals And take care of them They fall in ditches But you don't want me to do good things On the Sabbath day And then, then he'd go a step further Another place and He casts out the demons And the demonical forces And the power of the doctrines Amen the demonical forces would come under submission obedience unto the doctrines of Christ before, before the man would. They rejected him. They wouldn't accept him. They wouldn't accept the doctrines. Even after watching the authority and the powers of those doctrines. They said it. No man's ever spoke like this man. Nobody's ever taught with the authority and the power. Go to John 7. Read it there. But the power. Are you hearing me tonight? There's nobody on the face of the earth that's got the power of the church. There's nobody on the face of the earth that has the influence of the church. Are you hearing me now? There's nobody like the church with its giftings with a 5 ministry and the giftings of the Spirit. Amen. To operate in the world that we in. To give somebody hope. To give somebody direction. To give somebody, amen. Somebody they can look at and look unto, amen. Like a city set on a hill. Like one candle lit, lit in a dark room. You can walk into a situation that be the only Holy Ghost filled child there. But it changes the environment. It changes the outcome. It changes what's going to happen and what's going to take place. Because there's a power and authority in the the doctrines that we believe in And practice Amen And they don't, they don't just die out No honey We tear them wherever we go That's the reason we can walk into hospital rooms That's the reason we can walk into family problems That's the reason we can walk in communities That's the reason we can walk into the White House That's the reason we can walk in places like this That's the reason the kings had understood a prophet And how important it was To have a man of God in their life They were successful And blessed of God But those that rejected men of God and the voice of God, they always plundered. Didn't matter how smart they was, how skillful they was, or how many followers they had, without a prophet, without a voice of God, without the doctrines of God, they'd always find themselves being droned and pulled. If you go to Hosea 3 and 5. I know my time's up but Hosea 3 and 4 I'm sorry for the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king and without a prince and without a sacrifice and without an image it's just something about images we're prone to we're subject to we're given to hey I can remember a time First getting to the church. They preached against funny books. They preached against anybody having any posters of any of the athletical heroes and putting them in your bedrooms. If we put some of them old preachers up today, they'd have a stroke. It's one of the biggest problems with them cell phones. It's all about images. Followers. If you spend more time on your cell phone following everybody else. And you spend in this book in prayer. You will have to answer to God. Well, I've just pulled that one, but it's now it's one thing if you own it, taking care of business, reading your Bible. Huh. What I'm trying to tell us, I I've told us before that I don't believe that you can make it off of what you just hear on Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings, and Sunday nights. I don't think it's enough groceries. If it is, start practicing that in the natural. Eat three times a week. and You can eat all you want to. You can eat four gallons of ice cream. You can eat eight a half of beef. Just at that one setting now. Three settings. Choose your days. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh, goodness, that'd be a long time to Monday. But anyway. You know what's going to happen to you? You think there's going to be any imaging changing? <laughs> Come on, I'm preaching to you now. Holy Ghost is helping me right here now. Huh. You think there's going to be some changes? Yes, there's going to be some changes. And, and, and it won't take long. Somebody's going to start asking, what's wrong with you? You're not eating? Are you sick? What's ailing you? What do you think will happen whenever you start? I mean, whose image? Whose image? you got to be, hey, hey! you got to be a time, Israel, Judah. you got to be a time, buddy. There's going to be a time. And, and they talk about generations, 18 uh, generations, 18 uh, time it was there that they talk about. And you can see the 70 years of Babylon. But, but now the 400 years are not hearing a voice of instructions, of guidance. What if you didn't ever have anybody? To help you along in life, with anything, you just had to figure it all out by yourself. Have you ever tried to figure something out? And man, I tell you right now, one thing that frustrates me to no end, and that's a computer. Come here the other morning early. Going to listen to one of my one of Bishop Odom's classes. I'm getting ahead. I'm getting called up. I couldn't get that stupid thing to come on and do right. I mashed buttons. I done this. I done that. And same old thing kept coming up. And <clears throat> I tell you, I, but I would, I'm no good with that. I remember when a Nintendo come out and they tried to play it. I tried to play it. <laughs> I'd have got a. I'd have got a. A Holy Ghost joy out of taking my shotgun. Bow, bow. Now jump, big boy. <laughs> I ain't tell you, I quit. I quit praying. I, I don't have nothing to do with it. My and tell you, I never played them games with them. Couldn't do it. My nerves couldn't handle it. i do all that stuff. <laughs> I quit playing it so I could keep told the ghosts. <laughs> Hallelujah. It worked on my nerves to no end. I told her. I said, if you had a nerve sticking out there that long, I'd grab it and I'd twist it. <laughs> Amen. So I quit. Images. What you said before you, what you put before you on a regular basis, what you did digest, what you feel, the eyes are the window to the soul. And the soul is what's going to live out eternity. And doctrine and true doctrine, sound doctrine, healthy doctrine, doctrine, God it's the only thing that's going to get this soul off of this earth and into heaven. Nothing else will. I don't care who says what. It's going to be the doctrines of this almighty God. The doctrines. That's in this old black book. Thank God for the doctrines; they haven't changed. You don't worry about the doctrines; they haven't changed. I'm coming to the doctrines that I can be changed, because I want to be changed inside out and outside in. I want to make sure. I want to make sure those twenty-three coverings over that old tabernacle. That old badger skin, that last one, that's rugged, that can stand the elements. Could it be the reason the church doesn't have the endurance she once had? And it's because there is a likeness of some of that. <laughs> Having the skin and the heart and the mind and the spirit. Hey, I'm gonna live for God, regardless of what comes and goes i know what i read in the book i know what i've been taught i'm gonna hold on to it now there are some doctrines the apostle paul said at the feet of gamal but he finally got a revelation and an insight of the true doctrines. And started putting them in the right perspective In the right order. And even though he thought. What he was doing was as unto God. Until that day. Amen. He was smote on that road to Damascus. And that voice swung out in the heavens. Hey, who he was. I am the Lord. Whom thy persecutest. Hallelujah. Thank God for revelation. Thank God. And hey, think about it sometimes. God how long has it been since you just shook. So you took the word of God and stirred me around and, and stirred me up in the middle of the day <laughs> with the word of God, especially because I, I took out the time to read it. I, I took out the time to pray over it. Not my time's up. You can stand and, and power. What I'm trying to get across to us tonight, the power of doctrine. Don't you let somebody out channel with a silver tongue. Because they're coming. Philosophy of men. And the only thing that can keep you from being tossed to and fro, And I'm going to tell you something. It's a spiritual warfare that's really going on. And only the doctrine of God can keep you. A feel good religion won't do it. Just getting a chill bump. Every other service or whatever, you've got to get yourself anchored, and you've got to get yourself grounded, and you've got to fall in love with it. Fall in love with it. Amen. What caused this New Testament church one of the, some of the biggest problems was a lack of the love of the Word of God, which is simply saying they didn't love the doctrine. didn't fall in love with it. Another scripture told me it wasn't mixed with faith. God, you help me. What this book says, I just believe it. I just, you know. I've had people, you know, they talk about scientists and all them about Jonah and the whale. But Jesus called it a whale. And Jesus prepared a fish. And Jonah was in it. Three days and three nights. And when he got on the other side, he didn't have no problem preaching the doctrine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God can send us down some places, and when we get through it, we won't have no problem preaching the doctrine. I want to preach it. How about you? I want to live it. I want to live it. It's just as important to live it. That's what's going to impact your neighbor. That's what's going to impact those that you come on a regular basis with. It's the doctrine you live. Let's live it. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We're so thankful for all your people. As we have come on this Wednesday night, we're so thankful, God, that they're coming, having a heart and an ear to hear the word of God, and He will be anchored into their hearts and their souls and minds. And as you guide and direct us, God, right here in Bendale, Mississippi, we believe in you for revival. We believe in you, God, to mold us and shape us, God, into the church that you desire us to be. We want to walk in your powers of grace and mercy. We want to win souls. We want to be a blessing to our community and those around us uh, as we give you the glory and the praise and honor. For all of it through and by that wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Let's don't forget Brother Buddy and Sister George's retirement celebration Friday night. That is from, I did remember, they normally have it, 6 to 9, 6 to 9 Friday evening right here in the Fellowship Hall. Okay, everybody's invited. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.